0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DGW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus. So we have Thomas Green who is an astrophysicist and a co-investigator on this project. Joining us now, Thomas, welcome. How are you?
1: Uh, good, thank you.
0: Uh, this was um, this seems like a really boring job looking back into the very beginnings of the universe, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, not yeah, much no, going no, on Put you right to sleep So I've been working on this for a long time And uh, it's really exciting to see these images
0: Yeah, okay, so I've been looking at a couple of these today Some of them are really fascinating um, help, help me with the technology here Are we seeing a rendering based on data Or are we seeing actual photos of of what's actually happening Do you understand what I'm saying? Like some of these pictures we get from space yeah are like data, and then we just sort of render over it what we think that probably looks like if we were up close to it. Which is this?
1: Right. So these aren't artist's uh, conceptions. It's closer to real images. They are uh, – w- the image ones, which are four of the five, really are pictures. Now, the trick is, is that um, web can see light that's a lot redder than we can see with our eyes. Right. So it has sort of uh, translated – You know, red light into colors that we can see with our eyes. That's the trick there.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I grew up about 20 miles from Kitt Peak Observatory and uh, it was a fairly regular trip for us to go up there. The one that I was most fascinated with was the solar telescope because I thought it was cool that you could look right at the sun and you could see uh, sunspots and all kinds of other stuff. So I've always been fascinated with this, especially growing up in Arizona, part of my growing up years we would drive out to uh, the airport in our town, and the town that I grew up in had a special deal with Kitt Peak Observatory because it was the closest town to it where all of the lights were pointed down and they were all yellow in hue so that there wouldn't be as much light uh, pollution. So as a result, it was very dark in the town, but we didn't have to go very far outside of town to get some of the most spectacular stargazing you've ever seen, and we'd take my dad's van out there, climb up on top and lay down on top of it, and you could see sort of... You know, the milkiness of the Milky Way. It was so uh, pristine. So I'm fascinated with this. So tell us what we're actually seeing when we see these images in terms of um, are these explosions? Are these the creation and formation of stars? What is it we're actually looking at?
1: Yeah, so um, we've got five images here, and they're all pretty different. If we start with the one that uh, President Biden unveiled yesterday, this is this smax 0723. Uh, it's this deep field. What we're doing is we're looking outside of our own Milky Way, looking outside of our galaxy, at this cluster of galaxies. And that's what we see um, in the, the the white fuzzy things in the middle. And okay. uh, those are, uh, I'm not sure, but like probably hundreds of millions of light years away. And... Uh, but what they're doing is they're amplifying the light of really distant, older galaxies behind them—things that formed, uh, you know, uh, shortly after the Big Bang—and those are the ones that are stretched into all these funny shapes. So, uh, and those are the ones that have been analyzed and determined to be really old. You know, again, just formed a few hundred million years after the uh, after the universe.
0: So I don't know what this one's called, but this is the one that the. The NASA headline says, reveals cosmic cliffs and glittering landscapes. So this one literally, to look at this image, it does look almost like you're looking at maybe the side of a red rock mountain. And then there's glitter and, 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 and shiny stars everywhere. What is
1: that one? Yeah, that's a good description. This is um, called the Carina Nebula. It's a region of star formation. So uh, the sun formed in something like this. And uh, it's actually, in our own Milky Way, it's uh, about 10,000 light-years away, which is uh, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, across town, uh, if we're all in the same city. Then it really is kind of like a, uh, like you say, like these cliffs. It's kind of like a cosmic shoreline, is the way I like to think about this, which is what a colleague of mine uh, came up with. So um, we're looking at these bright stars in the top of it, with this blue background. So there's a little bit of dust around these stars. These are all. Most of these are very young stars that have recently formed. They're really bright, and uh, they're so bright that uh, their light is eroding away at the cloud of dust uh, the, which they huh. formed out of. And you see this sharp edge. So, so uh, that's uh, that's what's causing that edge. Would
0: these stars be too young to have planets orbiting them, or?
1: Um, They planets uh, are probably forming around these stars now. Uh, The planets form very shortly after the stars do, but it does take a little bit of time. It's just remnant material from the formation of the star will coalesce in the disk around it to form planets.
0: So when we say we're looking at the Big Bang Theory, uh, or the Big Bang, rather, I I get that that TV show. When we say we're looking Mm -hmm. at the Big Bang, are we really with this telescope able to go all the way back to as close to that point in time as we've ever been and able to see what's taking place?
1: Well, actually, no. For the Big Bang itself, is something we know about through other telescopes that work out at radio wavelengths. In fact, uh, uh, people at Bell Labs found it when they were trying to check out some new radio telescopes. But what we want to see is that uh, the Big Bang was really hot, and then uh, the universe cooled off. Uh, enough for uh, uh, molecules to form and then gravity to pull them together and stars to form. And that's what we want to see. We want to see these uh, uh, first galaxies that formed out of uh, out of these young stars.
0: So we're not looking at the Big Bang per se, we're looking at the direct results of it right thereafter. Exactly. Okay.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh,
0: now there's another image here uh, that looks like spiraling egg yolks um, and it's described as giving you guys a i guess a way to look into black holes is this telescope going to give us a whole new um perspective on black holes
1: it will uh, give us a lot more information about the matter that flows in and out of black holes that's one of the things that this image shows so this is like uh the nearest uh, sort of set of galaxies that are actually um interacting with each other so uh it's called Stefan's Quintet. There are five there. The one on the left actually isn't part of the interaction. It just happens to be oh, okay. in the way. It's closer to us. <laughs> it's like but, me. Uh, it's in the
0: way. Can, I got it.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you can see that uh, the top one and the one in the middle, um, there's like this uh, ring of uh, red stuff in between them. And that's where they're colliding. And uh, gas in those galaxies is getting banged together when the stars are forming there.
0: Okay. That's fascinating. Okay, so there's another one or two. There's actually two of them that look like var- variations on Sauron's eye in Lord of the Rings. Um, is this part of that same grouping of what's happening there? Uh, you know, just matter being sucked into a black hole or or what?
1: Yeah, so that's a good one. This Southern Ring Nebula really kind of looks like the Sauron's eye. And this is what happens when a star like the sun dies. So this is uh, in our Milky Way. And um, so it's a a few thousand light years away the uh, what's going on there is there's a central star that we uh, you can see in the, uh, in, in the redder image of the two, and it has lost most of its atmosphere. So the, the sun stops being able to burn fuel, and this is a, a star like the sun this has happened to, and uh, uh, it collapses, its atmosphere moves away, and it leaves basically a cinder in the middle. It's only about the size of the Earth, which is okay. much, much, much wow. smaller, and it's lighting up all that other stuff.
0: All of that's, that's coming from something the d- size of the Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, but all of that gas there, that's uh, expanded quite a bit. I mean, it's almost like a light year in size, and that all used to be part of that star. Wow,
0: that's fascinating. Okay, so fast forward uh, a few thousand years, we figured out how to bend space and time. We've gone to that next level um, uh, civilization, and we can now travel to these things that we're looking at now. Because we're looking into the past, if we were to bend space and time and Star Trek it right to the edge of this nebula that we're talking about right now, what would we see? Would we see that or would there be nothing there because it's literally billions of years ago that we're actually staring at right now?
1: Well, these things are at different distances, and the reason why you know things that are farther away are younger is because light travels at a finite speed. So, this one that we just talked about, this dead star, this uh, Southern Ring Nebula, is about uh, two and a half thousand light years away. So doesn't change all that much in two and a half thousand years now it may turn out that uh, it's probably like uh less than ten thousand years old so that has changed okay. a few times so if we if we go there in two and, and it's two and a half thousand years later it's just going to be bigger
0: okay that makes sense now how much time do we have in our solar system before something like that happens to our sun
1: yeah, so um, sun's about uh, halfway through its life, so we've got about five billion years before we start getting into trouble. And the, the first step is not going to be comfortable because the sun's going to get bigger, and it's eventually probably going to swallow the Earth. But okay. that's not for another five billion years.
0: That's, I'm gonna try to be I'm gonna try to be off the stage by then. Okay, so I'm gonna try to get <laughs> yeah. out of it. So just to wrap it up. Um, what these are fascinating images, and I think it's really cool that we that we have the ability to peer at this What will we take from this that will help us? Um, create that will help us travel that will help us go, th- you know Is there anything that we're taking from this will help us understand our history? What are we going to learn from this beyond just looking at really cool pictures?
1: Yeah, so I've look at this and also a lot of other basic research is Impacting us kind of like art does. It just you know, emotional, and it helps us address the big questions here. Uh, I think people have asked, you know, since we existed as a species, um, where did we come from? That's what this distant uh, universe image says How old is the universe? Uh, how did we get here? That's like the evolving galaxies um, and uh, star formation, and also are we alone? And that's the uh, spectrum of the planet. So. I think this telescope's going to like address these really big questions. They're going to help us maybe make a little step in uh, in towards answering those big questions we've always had.
0: Is it powerful enough? I mean, we talk about we're talking about space on such a massive scale that it, it almost seems ludicrous that we that we would be alone. So, is it possible to see far enough to see evidence that we're not?
1: Um. Well, we're not really going to be able to see probably if any planets are actually inhabited. What we will be able to see if any planets have uh, conditions that would support life like our own. So we're taking a step towards that. We'll actually need something more specialized to look for uh, to try to look for signatures of life around other planets.
0: What do you expect we'll see in the future from this telescope? Is there, is there something you're excited about that you think is right around the corner that this might be able to discover?
1: Just to give you an idea, so um, Hubble Space Telescope is, um, has viewed 70 planets around other stars in its whole existence. And we've been able to just basically study water and a few other things and know which ones uh, have uh, have water in their atmospheres. Just in the first year... Web will look at that many, as Hubble has looked in its whole lifetime, and we'll be able to study uh, many more molecules. We understand molecules uh, that have carbon in them, which is a very common thing. So uh, methane, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, also like ammonia. So uh, it's going to give us just really expand our information tremendously.
0: That's super cool, man. That's super cool. All right. How can folks go see these images that you and I discussed and tried rudimentarily to describe to people that are listening on the radio? But uh, if they yeah. want to see these images for themselves and follow your work, how can they do that?
1: Well, um, there's always info on JWST.nasa.gov. Um, these first images are in NASA.gov/web/first-images, and "web" has two B's because it's cool. James awesome. Webb.
0: Yeah, and if you go to nasa.gov, they're, like, right up there anyway. You can click around and get right into them as well. So, Thomas Green, astrophysicist, thank you so much for uh, walking us through this. This It's a pretty awesome discovery or a pretty awesome new frontier that we're going to be able to look at, and we appreciate your time today.
1: And uh, thank you.
0: All right, have a great one. That's Thomas uh, Green. He is one of the folks working on this project. They're pretty awesome pictures. If you want to check them out, just go to nasa.gov